Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day five, meaning we're in Genesis 9 and 10, Philippians chapter 4 and then Psalm 3. First of all, let's look at the Old Testament passage. Noah is now on dry ground and he's worshipped the Lord, so it's now time for the Lord to respond to Noah. Now twice, first in verse 1 and then in verse 7, the Lord commands Noah and his family to multiply and once again fill this earth with children, with families and with the people of God. Now they can do so in safety because they know the Lord would never destroy the earth with a great flood again. Now in recent years the rainbow has been used as a sign for the LGBTQ community and also in recent months the NHS, yet neither of these things actually represent what the rainbow is all about. The rainbow is God's promise, his everlasting covenant to not bring destruction to the world in entirety again. You could say it's a a sign of hope or you could say it's a reminder of the awesome wrath of God that he has the power and authority to destroy his creation but he decides to protect the earth instead. Either way it's a promise of God and a promise he intends to keep. Now yesterday we talked about how Paul and Noah were great examples to each of us. Yet here in the latter part of chapter 9, Noah takes a surprising turn in life. He grows a vineyard, gets drunk and it seems for the rest of his life does nothing of great significance. We're reminded in these actions that Noah was just a man. There was nothing superhuman about him. He was a man used by God for the purposes of God. Through this man, with some very clear flaws, we're able to see how chapter 10 becomes apparent and how the creation of families and nations arise through the family of Noah. You see, God still uses flawed people. If he didn't, then none of us would ever be used by God in this world. There's a certain hope to this message, isn't there? Yes, we are flawed. Yes, we do stupid things. But God still uses mankind to glorify himself. That is not to say we're not to go on sinning and doing as we please. The Apostle Paul in Romans 6 and 8 states as much that we should avoid sin and repent from it. But instead, in our weakness, we can now serve the Lord, not in our own strength, not producing anything great ourselves, but through God and for his purposes. Let's move now on into our New Testament passage and into Philippians. Now, in chapter 4, we finally get the reason why Paul has written this letter. Two of the church members are in disagreement. The leaders of the church are to help those two individuals come together in some form of unity and agreement. Now remember in chapter 1, Paul called them to abound in love all the more. You cannot deal with disagreements until you put the love of Christ at the centre first. Paul then goes on to say, once this relationship has been pulled back together, rejoice. In fact, double rejoice and begin to live and serve together for the glory of God. Paul is writing to the church essentially to correct an issue and bring them back to the service of King Jesus. And notice how peace comes into that situation through the communication with God. Verse 7, once we have reflected Christ in our actions, once we have rejoiced, and once again as we've come to God in prayer, then our hearts and minds will be put at peace. All of this can really be summed up in verse 8 and 9. Whatever is of God... That is what we should be promoting and proclaiming. Which means the inference is also true. Whatever is not of God should be rejected and humbly repented from. Essentially, Paul has given us a masterclass of how to deal with division in the church. Put Jesus at the centre, care for one another, pray, rejoice and then worship the Lord. Before we leave uh, Philippians, there is one final topic that we need to cover. The church has served God 
by serving Paul as a missionary. The church should be continually looking for ways to make an impact for the gospel. Sometimes that will mean directly by sharing the gospel with your own friends and neighbours, but other times it can mean supporting someone else and equipping someone else to do the work of the Lord. Either way, we should be constantly looking to expand the reach of the gospel through the church. As we come to the end of Philippians, now that's four chapters read and you have completed your first book of the Bible in this daily reading programme. I want you to reflect back on these last few days. What stood out to you in this letter? What has encouraged you? What has challenged you? How are you going to be different now you've read this letter of Philippians? Please do comment on social media or send us in a message because we would love to hear from you and pray for you as you apply the lessons you've learned from Philippians. Finally, let's head into Psalm 3. This is the first psalm with a title and don't ignore the titles in the psalms. They each give the scenario that the psalmist writes. David writes as he flees from Absalom. We can find this story in 2 Samuel chapter 15. David's son had risen up against him and was now leading a successful rebellion against his father. And it seemed all would be lost as David runs in fear. Yet look what happens. David cries out to the Lord and he provides shelter, stillness of mind to sleep and a shield of protection. And it culminates in this fantastic verse in verse 8. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Many of us are looking to be saved from something, from COVID, from stress, from life we don't want, from anxiety, you name it. There is something we are running away from and something we want to be saved from. Yet nothing in this world can bring peace like God brings peace. Nothing in this world brings an eternal protection of the soul. Salvation indeed belongs to the Lord for he has the authority to save or condemn, to bless or to curse. So never forget in times of trouble, Cry out to the Lord like David did, because he is there and he is waiting to hear from you. Today, we have three characters. We have Noah and his flaws. We have Paul and his master class on bringing about love in the matter of division. And then we have David showing us trust in God. And I want you to see something. Every time there was an error, individuals had walked away from God. Every time there was great peace and a level of trust, is because the people went toward God. And so if I can encourage you in anything today, I would encourage you in this. Go to Jesus. He is your answer. He is your peace. And he is the Lord that salvation belongs to. Let's close our time today by praying. Father, we do thank you that once again, we can pray through your word, we can read through your word and we can worship through your word. Father, we thank you for this time you have given us today. We pray that we would learn from David and that we would cry out to you for when we need help. Father, we pray that we would learn from Paul and that we would put Jesus at the centre of all things. And Father, we pray that when we look at the flaws of Noah, that we won't become arrogant and puffed up and we can recognise that we are flawed individuals who are nothing without Jesus. And so we thank you and praise you for Jesus. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this devotion. And we truly thank you for the word of God. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.